Welcome Spartans to Mission Debrief! We're playing every mission of the mainline Halo video game series in chronological order, discussing our experiences and sprinkling in a bunch of lore along the way. If you'd like to play along and have your thoughts read on the show, email us at podcastevolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolved on Twitter. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, visit Podcast Evolved on Patreon. This episode, we're debriefing the Foundation mission from Halo Infinite. I'm your host, Colin Perkins, alongside David Arnold. Hello, everybody. Matt Salvatore. I didn't think Halo Infinite would start out with a makeup tutorial, but I'm excited. <laughs> and Krista Brown. Who's this new bitch? She's new. <laughs> Last mission, Warship Gabrakin. After Atriox tossed Master Chief around the infinity like a ragdoll, he's found adrift in space by Echo 216, six months after the UNSC lost the battle that left Zeta Halo broken. The pilot jump starts John 117's Mjolnir armor just as the banished capture his pelican on Warship Gabrakin. Chief borrows the pilot's pistol and launches into action to free the pelican and get back into the fight. Chief meets the banished war chief, Esherim, via multiple holograms before scuttling the ship and reuniting with the pilot. Now in Foundation, back on the Pelican, John 117 learns about uh, learns more about the current status of the UNSC at Zeta Halo. He he receives coordinates to the weapon, which he must retrieve at a shattered portion of the ring. The date of the game is May 28th. This is a long, this is one of those long days uh, in John's <laughs> life. May 28th, 2560. Let's do this opening cutscene, David. Yes. So John pretty much just walks. You can pretty much assume that it picks right up where the last mission left. Mm -hmm. John's in the back of the Pelican. He's talking to the ship AI, which I guess is just a generic dumb AI that the Pelican has. Mm-hmm. Um, so John is locate the infinity. You get like the infinity. Uh, the AI comes back with a hologram. It shows you a picture of the infinity. It has a crew of seven thousand one hundred and fifty. This is interesting because the typical crew size of the infinity is actually closer to like twenty thousand. It's normally in the seventeen oh. to eighteen thousand. Mm -hmm. So already you can see that the crew has been decimated. Like the crew count is quite low. Um, this is presumably based off the events of Halo 5 and all the kind of stuff that happened in between then and now, um, but the crew being quite small. Um, we then have the fact that it does like the AI does like a scan for like the rest of the UNS forces, and it just shows you like uh, shows you like there's like almost 2,000 UNSC tags around. All of them are dead. So that's an important number as well to count on that like we've only 2,000 are gone of the 7,000. So there's four to whatever thousand people mm -hmm. still kicking around uh, more or less. So that's I think really interesting and also because you never actually see the wreckage of the Infinity. I think there's a lot that we can say about that. There's a lot of main characters that don't show up in the game that were on the Infinity. So like there's an element to where is the actual Infinity and the rest of the crew. Um because obviously there's been a six month time jump between the beginning of the game and now. A lot's happening, people are missing. Thought that was very interesting. Um, the cutscene goes to black and fades and opens back up with Tremonius looking at the hologram of the Garok and just blowing up as it slowly crashes. We're introduced to the character of Tremonius 
sorry, himself, um, with a scarum. Sorry, I should have that. And he's kind of given out, and you get your serum. Is like he doesn't feel bad. He said he David, feels invigorated. Are you in ever going to say Esherim? Are you always going to say Escarum? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I'll say whatever I want. Escarum. Escarum. <laughs> Escrotum. The scrotum guy. The scrotum um, boy. We guy. Right. So Esherim. Sorry. Uh, Esherim and are just having an argument here. Tremonius is your typical dumb brute kind of the way he comes across. Uh, Esherim is pretty happy. Um, the fact that the chief is back, he feels invigorated. Um, that's kind of interesting as well. Then it sets up his character, like we said. Uh, of where he's kind of his motivations come from um they're talking about getting revenge and talking about getting the ring under control it's not really sure why and when you come back to this game after playing it and you know so much more these cutscenes play out a little bit differently and i kind of mm-hmm. like that i like that you know kind of what they're so angry about and what what they need revenge for um which is pretty cool so then tremonius has like a spasm attack and i thought my game was broken <laughs> I didn't really? know what the hell was going on. Uh, and then it's kind of revealed that, oh no, there is a Blade Master in stealth, in like the world's most perfect stealth, kind of right. pushing this uh, brute down. Um, you can see it if you look for it, though. You can see yeah, it. I'm uh, looking, yeah, distortion. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, the distortion is really good, though. It's really well done. Um, so you were introduced to the Blade Master Jaga here. And, and then it kind of, like, uh, Eshram was giving a speech, won't bow to anyone, all of these people not her, in talk, referring to the Harbinger. Um, he says the ring will be operational, so it makes you think that they actually want the ring to use it for the ring's purpose, um, which is interesting. And then he says, mm-hmm. once the ring is operational, then you'll have your revenge. Tremonius kind of like sulks off and kind of walks away. And then Ishram gives Blade Master a mission. He says, follow the Spartan from a distance. I want to know everything about him. Um, but he seems pretty happy. He seems like a pretty happy dude. Him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, the cutscene then slowly turns around Escarum and brings us back to Chief. Uh, I like the kind of cutscenes the way like they meld. So it shows Chief mm-hmm. looking at the Pelican, all the deceased around him. He kind of moves. He kind of like um, links himself to the ship AI, uh, which is kind of interesting. And it has like an encrypted message that the AI finds to, in John's suit. He says he can't encrypt it, but it's source. Uh, he tracks it to a specific location. Uh, and this is where, like, John and Echo 216 have their first real fight. Of Echo 216 <laughs> wants to get out of here. John is like, fuck you. We're going to go do this. He's like, I don't really care. I want to go home. And John is like, hell no. We are here to fight. We're doing the duty. If we don't, there'll be no home to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have to beat the banished. And that's pretty much John in a nutshell. <laughs> and he's just here to fight. He's just here to fight. Uh, and pretty much, I like how John just gives the AI... Uh, the override of the manual control, just fly the pelican, take me to where I need to go. Uh, th- that that's pretty kind of cool. Oh yeah, uh, I like that. He doesn't he even he doesn't let the pilot fly. No, there. no, he doesn't. He doesn't really care. Um, yeah. he's just like I'm doing this, you're doing this with me. The pilot is super bummed out. He's just not really having any of it. But um, he's just like I want to go home. <laughs> yeah. And John is like, no, no, you can't go home. I'm sorry. We're here to do a duty. We're here to be. John Master John Hope, and this is what I'm going to be. Uh, Dr. Dr. John Hope. John Hope. <laughs> it, it pretty much just cuts off then with um, Chief jumping out of the Pelican mm-hmm. and beginning the mission. Yeah, he's continuing his mission, more, more or less, because he knew like before he got the shit kicked out of by Atriox, he, had, he w- was supposed to be doing something, and he's kind of trying to pick that back up. 
after, you know, six months later. So he's doing all he knows how to do. And he doesn't have any direct, like Chief has kind of had over the years in other games, he hasn't had anybody like a direct report, right? Like he's just kind of off on his own, doing his own thing, what he knows to be to be right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, he doesn't have anyone telling him that uh, caves aren't natural formations. Oh, <laughs> well, shit, how is he going to know? I know. I just, it was so sad when he came to that cave and no one told Where him. he doesn't have Del Rio <gasps> yelling, yelling at him to surrender the AI. <laughs> Give me that chip! <laughs> <laughs> you can't hog the no lays all to like yourself. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we jump down into this. So this, so it, the the setting here is cool because you're. It looks like you're dropped off like into one of the blown up like sections, like the side of the ring, right? So mm-hmm. if you look around, it's kind of all blue and dark, and there's lightning all over the place, and <laughs> um, lots of things going on. You have you you kill your first elite here, and the elites are most of the elites are like mercenaries. So they are fighting with the banished, but they're not necessarily banished. Like the blue and the red ones, they're not necessarily part of the banished, maybe. I don't know. They're they're on the ring fighting for a similar purpose, I guess. But um, it's it's good to see the elites back, right? You can continue continue killing them and taking down their shields. And they uh, the higher level ones get pissed off and go cloak, which is cool. But um, overall, um, you're just wandering around this section here, um, this new area. And, oh, you do unlock a recovered audio file, which Matt will talk about towards the end again. So just for playing Mm -hmm. this mission, you get to learn a little bit more about the overall story. Um, So we're going to wander around here a little bit. And then eventually we're going to get to a point where um, you get the phantom, the vanished phantom. Vanished phantom. And it has that loud horn. Yep. The brand. The ban- <laughs> We should just call it the Bantam. Bantam. Right. <laughs> and you, you know, so every anytime you hear that horn, you're like, uh oh. So yeah. satisfyingly scary. Yeah, throughout the entire game, you're just kind of looking around like, whoa, here we go. Where are they coming from? Uh, these initial fights here, you're more or less like grappling across little open spots. Um, you're fighting grunts, jackals, brute miners. You do find a a captain here, a brute captain. Um, I think he has a Ravager towards the beginning here. Um, Krista, any thoughts on the uh, kind of like the setting and, and this initial area here where you get dropped off? Oh my god, the first thing you notice is it's classic Forerunner architecture, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They Every room you go into, you can kind of see hints of Halo CE, Halo 2, Halo 3. And it's throughout mm-hmm. the entire game, and it just makes me so happy. Yeah. They nailed the Forerunner architecture. It's beautiful. I love it. The doors. We got Forerunner doors. <laughs> Those Forerunner doors are amazing. I love yeah, them. They're so good. And you can grapple make, around make and, one. and explore a little bit. There's not really much to do here, but it's fun to at least try, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you go through the doors and you see some sentinels. <gasps> yes, that's right. So we see some sentinels in there. They don't. They just fly by, right? They don't yep. really do anything to you right here. Um, and then, oh, uh, there is that one little sticking point. I think before that door is where there's like some. There's like this big wall, and there's some some grunts up up above, and there's a bunch of brute 
roots down below it's like that that was a little bit of a sticking point for me but you just have to take your time and then you get up there um and get inside um and then yeah we see the sentinels fly by and so this whole portion is like this mysterious like the ring is broken right and so they do a good job of of conveying that with like these you know the pillars and whatnot you're climbing through um there's a little bit of dialogue. I'm pretty sure they, they tell you it's trying to repair itself. It's dying, but trying to like repair itself or something like that, isn't it? Right. They, they, yeah. yeah, the pilot makes a comment about that. Every rig's different. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, you do, at one point here, towards the end, or towards... Um, oh, so you get to this room where there's a gravity lift. And there's, um, there's, you know, there's some elites and stuff in there. You do uh, activate the the gravity lift and go up, go up the lift, which is fun because we've gone up elevators so far, but not gravity lifts. So we go up that, and then we hear the whispers. The whispers begin. If you knew how you were going to die, here we go. And it is Cortana's voice, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those, that so. that quote made me very nervous <laughs> throughout the mm-hmm. entire game. <laughs> yep. like, oh no let's not talk mm-hmm. about death please <laughs> <laughs> yeah lots of whispering how would you lots of Stop whispering <laughs> lots of whispering throughout this and lots of um i don't know uncovering pasts and, and yeah just mysterious stuff especially in this in this mission some and s- towards the end some sick asmr yeah. <laughs> perfect so we do a little more jumping and, and whatnot and go through some more forerunner doors, um, more whispers, and then we get to a point where we see a bunch of these big tablets. What are these tablets, Matt? They're just big floppy disks. <laughs> yeah, they well, you know, they you know, they just probably have like, you know, Han Solo stuck in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Carbonite. You know, I, I honestly hope that there is one where Han Solo, like they have that kind of like Easter egg. That pose. But these are like the crypts for repopulating. So the forerunners nabbed everybody, stuck them in these little tubes. And when. Uh, I got very excited when I fired the saw rings. Them. Like I immediately They're recognized really, they them. They are really neat. They are really neat looking, yeah. especially the way they glow. And you can immediately tell what species yeah. or race is mm-hmm. in there. You're like, oh, that's a human. You know, so like you got some ancient humans in there. You got some elites, and it's really neat. So that's the 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 crypts that you have that, and they all kind of spin around, and it's really kind of cool. Yeah, they um, and then the the pilot pops on, like, what are these? How do we know this is not a trap? She's like, you know what? I don't. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going. Chief's like, it's undoubtedly a trap. And you can you can there's a bridge that you have to cross, and you could fall off this bridge. Um, and or they could push you up. You kind of have to navigate your way through these things as they're circling around, and they're all you find out they're all circling around this one spot, and then like this data cluster essentially explodes in front of you into this into the ring. And we've we kind of we've seen this cutscene a little bit like in some of the marketing way back, but you see the ring, and then you see a portion of the ring get blown up from here, and then. We go and touch the console itself. David, do you want to talk about this? Yeah, I will. Um, I wish this reveal wasn't done before the game came out. I wish this was like mm-hmm. revealed in the game because uh, it would have been way, way, way cooler. Um, so on comes 
not Cortana. So it's an AI, clearly has the Jen Taylor voice. Um, she's wearing a UNSC uniform, uh, is her kind of um, AI persona. Uh, she's a slightly different face, which I appreciate that they did change her face um, mm-hmm. um, to the Cortana one. And she pretty much just saying the rogue in order Cortana has been deleted. Um, but she's not supposed to be. She's just kind of giving her mission report. Essentially, John is like, how, by who? So she kind of taught, because he, you kind of discovered that John had a mission before this that we weren't really aware of as the player, but he was. Um, her instructions were to enter the installation, to imitate Cortana and lock her down for retrieval. John was supposed to then bring her back to the infinity. Um, that, that's mm-hmm. what I mean. But then she kind of thinks, well, if you didn't do it, why am I still here? Mm-hmm. Um and then she pretty much says there's also something else and she was supposed to be auto deleted when she was completed but obviously she's still there she doesn't know why um it's confirmed that like cortana is dead pretty much that she's gone um so she's not supposed to be here which is kind of another kind of big blow to like what you thought the story of the game was going to be right which is kind of weird um Mm. i don't know it's it's kind of like this is like it's a big cutscene because it's just like super revealing to like all the kind of stuff that was supposed to be happening that you thought you were supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, she was crazy. How Halo Five ended, right? Yeah, big time. Um, and because the creator is just not a thing now, and it's kind of crazy. Um, so we'll kind of discuss that I think at the end of the game. But um, where we're going essentially, she's like, "Well, I'm not supposed to be here. I was created for one purpose. The purpose is done. My mission is over. I'm ready to kind of go." She's very um, eager to be deleted right away. 100%. She's like, all right, time to die. Yeah. Uh, John is having none of it because he's like, no, Banished are planning to use this ring. We need to make sure they can't. She's like, what the hell is Banished? <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's been kind of trapped here for six months by herself. Um, she's like saying, you know, you can't get anywhere. If the ring is blown up, it's impossible. You can't blow shoot the ring. So it's totally fine. Uh, they would need an index and only Cortana has the index. Uh, I have, she says, I have parts of it as well. So Chief kind of comes to the conclusion, we need to find out what stopped your deletion and why. Uh, and she's like, it's not the mission. And he says, the missions change. They always do. Mm-hmm. Which is a great line. And she's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. And he pulls the core out of his, the chip out of his head. Mm-hmm. Offers it to her. She does her Wi-Fi dangly thing in back of it. <laughs> and I like that the game pauses here and makes you insert the chip. By pressing X, yes. yep. you plug it in, and you get a kind of the boot-up screen again of this containment device, which is pretty cool. And then the the, the scene's pretty much over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now we have a not-Cortana in her head, yeah, which is interesting. Uh, and we'll talk more about that, you know, through, obviously throughout the game, but this mission, and, and she's very naive, Right. I love her. Oh, she's brilliant. I fell in love with her. Her facial expressions mm-hmm. are so quirky, and uh, she's mm-hmm. such an odd character, which I really like. I really like that she is not Cortana, but has all the the kind of bits that I think we like about her. Um, it's pretty cool. She comes across mm-hmm. at the beginning like as something different very quickly, which I appreciate. I love it. Shows you kind of more about her because you just have so many questions. Like, okay, what is this? Yeah. The fact that she she says what's a banished, I think is huge. So you know, whenever they created her, and you know, a lot of that's in the audio logs and stuff. But when they created her, they didn't tell her about the banished. Her only job was to, you know, what she just said is to lock down Cortana. 
so she didn't know all this other stuff. So she's discovering a lot of the the story along with you, which is fun. Mm. Any other thoughts, Matt, about this initial meetup? I I think it's I think how they introduced to you that um, essentially the threat of Halo Five is over in just a very very quick like yeah it was dealt with kind of manner, but in so doing they also seed a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. So like, why didn't you delete? Why, uh, uh, why, and how did they defeat Cortana and stuff like that? So I think it, it it was kind of clearly a step away from what was done in the past, um, but I think it was done in a way that it it pushed the story forward, and I think it kind of tied it in. So I really like the the weapons uh, addition to this team. I think she. She changes things up too, because it's you know with the pilots just kind of always complaining. <laughs> Chief's always like, "We kill it," and then you get a little more, uh, you get a little more brush of fresh air with uh, with the weapon. Mm-hmm. So I I like having her there. Yep. Yeah. At this point, you know, I don't believe her either. You know, I'm like the Cortana's gone. You know, like I, there's so much, especially playing Halo games in the past. Um, you know, there's always something new, right? Like halfway through mm-hmm. halo ce the flood show up so like i'm i'm i hear what she says i don't necessarily believe her yeah Krista, any, any more thoughts before we yeah. move on? um i just i really like the weapon i really like that all this shit has happened and you're trying to kind of figure out how it happened if it happened what's going mm-hmm. on i just love that premise of this game so much it's very hearkening back to mm-hmm. you know original halo where you have absolutely no idea what's going on you're just doing things yep. so right but um th- this this one's weird bro like john knows a lot more than the player does mm-hmm. yes. Do you know what i mean he has yes. way more information before this game but all that kind of stuff is kind of i wish i knew it before this game mm-hmm. started like i really wish i knew all about this mission i wish there was a proper cutscene over halsey and the infinity of the crew the whole setup i wish that was in the game to be perfectly honest um because like it comes across I- a lot where like John is totally holding back loads of information um, deliberately. And... Yeah. But I think that's kind of the fun of the game is because all like a majority of the questions without spoilers do get answered through the uh, through the campaign of this game. And then when you go back and replay the game, you're looking at it from a completely different point of view because you mm-hmm. know all of this stuff. I think it makes it more replayable. Yeah. So like the first time you play it you're more like the weapon where you're asking questions and then the second time you play it you're kind of more like on chief side where you know the answers yeah. and i always thought that was kind of neat especially second playthrough because uh having that and i've never been like afraid of like having the the actual character know more than me because i think it it, it allows for good storytelling by allowing chief to know something He's not holding it back for the player. He's holding it back because he doesn't trust the weapon. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a good kind of character moment Yep. that you can build off of. Okay, so now the lift. So you, you grab her, stick her in your head. Um, the lift goes up. Well, wherever you grabbed her is obviously, you know, it's an elevator, it turns out. And it starts going up. And then... It's a trippy elevator. Right, exactly. <laughs> Another gondola. Um, she says that she didn't activate it, which is also interesting. Um, but as soon as she, as soon as Chief took her out of the console, then it triggered the, the elevator to move, 
And so it starts going up, and then that's when you hear uh, more whispers. If you if you knew you were going to die, dot, dot, dot. Um, your ride continues up and then starts going forward, and that's when she drops the... Um, he, he talks about the whispers, and she goes, oh, it's just dust and echoes. Yeah, he's like, what? Yeah, I thought that was very good. I like how they explain this, though, because yeah. it kind of harkens back even to, like, Halo three where he's getting all of these things over and over again it's just leftover data that's continually cycling until it runs out of power mm-hmm. i like that explanation i think it's a good explanation and i think it also clears up some of the questions we've had with previous halos with cortana saying weird shit mm-hmm. and inner brains and stuff like that yeah yeah we don't um i guess we'll just say it now we don't get the cortana moments the same way that we did in halo three which we nobody really liked right where it like, no, it no, stops I'm everything glad. You know, you have these, the audio things that happen, but you can continue to walk forward, which is great. Continue to fight while you yeah. listen to them. M- more Halo 4 with the mm-hmm. diadect talking yeah. to you. Yeah, exactly. Um, one more thing that's worth mentioning here is you hear Halsey's voice. Mm-hmm. And she talks about how she was called an emotionless automaton. And she's talking about the 75 candidates for the program. And she talks specifically about John. She doesn't say John, but she just talks about how she hopes that this one candidate survives. Because she, she, no, no. she was talking about George. Yeah. <laughs> right. But he's dead, so she had to move on. <laughs> and then at the top of the, or at the end of your uh, ride, you see a bunch of little kids running around. And that, uh, that was yeah, spooky. spooky, especially having kids. It's like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> These are going to be future Spartans. Yikes. Um, all right, so we'll keep going. With the weird stuff still happens um, a little bit throughout this mission. Then we get back up to a, a big old forerunner room. This next room actually is where the skull is found from the mission. And it, I didn't write down which one it was, so, so apologies for that. But you do, you have to grapple shot up. And this is before your grapple shot gets upgraded. So it's a little bit more difficult. But you have to grapple shot up above into the rafters, and you can find it there. Hmm. Um, so grab that if you haven't. Like I said, go um, go watch Halo Cannon's skull videos because they are very good. Um, all right, so then we're going to keep going forward. We're going to go up into these... Uh, additional rooms and eventually you're going to hit a point where you need to do a little puzzle yay puzzles <laughs> so you need to find a riddler trophy yeah. Ooh, good callback i like that so you you reach a console and um the weapon says uh we gotta figure out how to power this thing up and it's just there's a what they call a power seed and it's right below where you're at in the console. So you just go grab that. So it's just teaching this little mechanic. You know, and you're going to get really sick of this shit This is really a mechanic quickly. I thought was completely pointless in this game. I don't know did, why yeah, I, I was gonna ask introduced you. this. No, it's a total waste of time. I don't know why they did it. I feel like... Okay, I think it might but, have been for stockpile or something. Yeah, right. I think like there's for a, multiplayer? I, yeah, I think there's stuff cut from this game, clearly. Um, we all know that. And I think they were there was more to these, I think, more to these power seeds. Um, than what actually ended up happening. Well, is it just because they're so basic? Mm. Like, they're not hard, right? Well, yeah, it's not a puzzle. It's like, there's no difference between you're you're going to get this thing to power a button to push X, and it just Mm. make you do an extra push of X to turn on a light bridge. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's... I was like, why? Why waste 10 minutes of gameplay to make me do this? 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I yeah, see the points, but... hit and miss. If they were more difficult, they would be more worthwhile. But yeah, I tend to agree that they're not super super interesting. It was it was busy work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For point for no for no benefit really. Although it would it would be interesting to know, just looking at like the Razorback if the power seeds played a more significant role in later yeah. ideas in the game you know like you could carry them i'm just wondering if they later on they were meant to be for yeah. something else that's a good point one thing to mention really quickly before so oh i do want to go back just to i wrote this down but uh, the weapon talks it's uh cortuna what do you want to call her <laughs> she talks about the smell of the banished uh, oh, oh that yeah. was a, that was a good a good yeah dialogue she, she talks about how they smell bad and then she goes oh but you smell fine by the way <laughs> hey, chief's using that soap yeah that's yeah, right yeah built-in spartan soap baby yeah and then as soon as you so um back to the puzzle as soon as you grab the power seed that's when uh cortana from halo 4 pops on and says they'll pair they'll pair you with another ai so that was a good callback too. I do love that line. Yeah. Call call back to that moment. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so you you do the puzzle, then you walk across the light bridge, and now we have another little cutscene here. Do you want to talk oh. about this again, David? This one's a little bit. Uh... This one destroyed me. Oh, Kristen, do you want to talk about it then? Um. Yeah, I can talk about it. I mean, the weapon is talking about this, um, you know, cluster of data that belongs to her, that she wants to eventually merge with. Um. I think she she does merge with it. She kind of like disappears and then the camera pans and it gets all dark and spooky. Mm-hmm. And Halsey's standing there and she's like she's explaining like, you know, she has Cortana in her hand. She's explaining like what they're supposed to do together, you know, you're th- she's going to be another pair of eyes for you. She exists between your neural interface and your suit, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. She's going to enhance you. You know, she will sacrifice anything for a mission, even herself and you. You know, uh, it's just, I love how they used purple Cortana as well. I really yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Just prob- probably a design decision to make her distinct from the weapon as well. Because if, yep. if there's two blue ladies, they get confusing. Yep. Um, But, mm-hmm. you know, just explain. Like this first moment with Halsey handing Cortana Chief and Cortana's being like, He's like, what's her name? Halsey's like, ask her. And she's like, I'm Cortana. But it was it's a very touching moment. It's something we've never really seen animated. Obviously, it's from The Fall of Reach. Uh, it's just like, it's so sad. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. It's also, also nice seeing Halsey. More Halsey, please. Yeah, ahead, I, also, uh, um, I also love how when you approach a data cluster and she's about to interface with it, John is like super cagey. He's yeah. just having, he's like, he's like, he's not really letting her. Is it safe? He's supposed to, he's asking loads of questions. Like, okay, you've learned a lesson based on like other AI interactions. And I like that. I like seeing that John mm-hmm. has actually changed and how he interacts with the AI. And initially, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was concern for her, but it's not really. And I like, I like the reveal a little bit later of, um, kind of like what he's actually thinking. Um, so like coming, it's yeah. one of these other cutscenes that like it adds a whole lot to it when you finish the game and you've come back and watched it again, and I really like that. Yeah, he's asking, is, is it safe for for humanity now? Is it safe? Yeah, for you? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Essentially. Um, just to the art style and Chris, I'm going to ask you an awkward question. Um, Halo <laughs> Four Cortana was essentially butt ass naked. Um, 
now she this purple essentially well, right yeah now purple poor cortana here is looks like she kind of has a suit on of sorts do you are you like how do you feel about that change i mean i i think they had to do it because the way that graphics are now like there could be too much detail um but anyway i'm curious about your thoughts of of how she's portrayed well i mean kind of the entire evolution of cortana is her come becoming a like more and more human as the series goes on so mm -hmm. I think what they did is they took the original CE Halo Halo, Halo CE Cortana model, model which was purple. Mm -hmm. She was obviously in some kind of suit or if she was naked, she was, you know, it didn't have as much definition. I think the big difference is that this Cortana is a lot less um voluptuous mm -hmm. than the Halo 4 Cortana. They could, I mean, she's still barefoot. She's still like, it may might have a suit. She might not, might be a design decision. But the difference is like less, you know, less volume on yeah. her, her to say. And that changes, that changes her into a less sexual character, I suppose. I didn't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not angry with the design decision of Cortana in Halo 4. I think it's great. I like it. And I also like this Cortana as well. I like how she looks different between the games because she can look however the hell she wants to feel. Yeah. You know, she point. can look wh whatever mm -hmm. she wants to. Yep. Um, the So we come out of this cutscene where Chief essentially gets handed, like she walks onto his hand, which is super rad. I and then that. he comes out of it and he goes, was that real? Like That's pretty intense. Yeah. It's so, important to say, like, what the data was that she got. Yes, When she reintegrated back. So, like, this was, like, memories. It was part of her. It was, I think, some of the... Was it the activation index? Was some mm -hmm. of that in there Yep. as well? Yeah. So, some of the code needed to activate the Halo. In which so, this her was and part John of the weapon? Like, or this was part of Cortana? Uh, she implies that it was her. Yes. Yeah, but, but you know, I'm thinking it's Cortana. Learning her. more about she the doesn't, weapon, I mean, it is like yeah, <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't know her origins yet, which is kind of interesting that we don't know what she doesn't know. Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, if you read the books, you kind of know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think you can, even if you haven't, you can kind of guess. Yeah. So she doesn't absorb it until after all this cutscene. Then she finally does, and it kind of like. Takes her back a little bit. Yeah, Dissipate. she falls down to her knees. And then um, you get a little um, visor message that, you know, hey, it's, it's, well, actually, I don't, I think the visor message actually says fail safe protocol. Yeah, that's what it says. So once she absorbs that, the suit uh, says, suit prepares um, AI intrusion countermeasures. And then it, said it initiates the fail-safe protocol right here, which is super rad. Oh, so I have a question mm -hmm. then. So was that the piece of her that was like her deletion program? And that's why she couldn't delete herself? Was it was ripped from her? Mm -hmm. I always thought that this was John activating this. No, I think John this activated is... that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's what it was. It wasn't necessarily that this is what she recovered. I think it was... But john activating mm. the failsafe from his yes. containment device being like but she couldn't she couldn't delete herself 
or the the program for her to delete herself wasn't there when right. Well, but think, John has I the chip, what, right? It's the, it's the containment device that John has. Oh, is what I'm, I'm saying. I think what happened this. is her deletion protocol was set to go off when a very specific, you know, circumstance. Yeah, yeah very very specific, you know. A couple of things had to happen for her to run that routine automatically, and they did not happen. And that's why she is still here. But Cortana's not there. So we're right. like, well, what happened? Obviously, the thing that was supposed to happen didn't didn't go the way it was supposed to, or else she right. would be deleted. But Cortana still isn't here, so how did she get deleted? Right. That's kind of the thing. Right. So the, the fail-safe protocol is activated, as you see on screen, and we think John did that. And then she says, the weapon says, a file has been unlocked that I don't have access to. And mm-hmm. then he's like, he doesn't say anything. He's just like, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't read my emails, bitch. Look over there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So What's now we that? have light bridges to walk across and we do that. Um, what is the next room here? Oh, the next room is where she starts to. Um, unlocks like some open some bridges and so now you know you plug her into a console she's like all right i'll meet you on the other side and then you're you're fighting across this room with a bunch of grunts and jackals um and some brutes and there's a turret in the in in the way as well funny moment in this room and like the first parts of the segments of the bridges open up and there's two grunts on it and they're like surprise attack I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Dude, the grunt dialogue in general yeah. in this game is so good. Super, it's yeah. awesome. They did yeah. a great job. You go over to another console and, and activate it. She's like, oh, that was fast. Um, so, mm-hmm. again, she's just like, she's getting used to you. And you're, because really, now that I think of it, when John and Cortana were first paired, they trained together. Whereas yeah. the weapon and John they haven't spent much time together at all, if if at all. Well, that and Cortana studied John to pick him, right? She studied all of them, so she she knew everything about mm-hmm. him already. Right. Yeah. Whereas the weapon's like, oh, hey. Yep. <laughs> hey, green boy, what's up? Right. Exactly. Okay, so we're gonna we're we're getting there. We're we're gonna crawl through some more stuff here, um, in this area, and you get to another room where it's like a bunch of destroyed. Uh, pillars and you see this lone uh, grunt mule you learn the name of it grunt mule just kind of walking through the door you immediately murder him (laughs) yeah my new favorite grunt yeah so good i love them he essentially is there to resupply the banished with any weapons that he can find so so the fact that the mule exists which i love because it explains why you can find unsc stuff scattered throughout the Mission, his purpose is to resupply me with UNSC weapons in the middle of a mission. <laughs> that is his yep. purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, um, did you guys know that you could steal a gun off the back of the mule without no. killing him? No, yeah. I did not know that. It, what? Yeah, it's basically like picking it off the rack. Yeah, I watched a video of That's uh, cool. someone doing it where like the mule was s- s- like sitting around and all the other grunts were sne- sleeping and he snuck up behind it. And just grab the weapon off, switched out weapons off his back. That's so cool. Funny. That's awesome. I love that. Yep. There is, uh, sorry, I missed it. Right before you get to the mule, you do pick up a, a banished audio log. That's Eshram's testimony number two, which we'll cover later. Um, all right. So then we uh, pass the mule. We open up to a new room, and there's a, a brute just firing. Was he, is he firing like a 
a mauler or a ravenger or something he's firing up, up from up, up above you and i think it's a spike yeah it might be a mauler yep so he's firing that at you You take him out and then there's a gravity lift that isn't powered and then we get no this is a guy he has a what's the big gun that shoots big skewer, skewer. he has a skewer, oh, it's a skewer. Yeah. and okay. right behind him is a seed yep yeah so you gotta take him out then grapple shot up <laughs> to that seed the and skewer is literally the best thing ever. Yeah, we I really talked about this. This is a weird spot to this give the you first the skewer. Time. Do you pick it up? Yeah. Here? Yeah, of course. I, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I didn't feel like I needed it, but maybe if for the very end of the mission, it comes in handy. It's very it handy for the very end of the mission. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if you. I think when I first played this, I was having like a, a crisis of what enemies will I encounter next. Mm-hmm. And so I was very, like, trying to keep weapons that were good for right. all enemies. Right. But now that you play it, you're like, yeah, I could use a skewer later on. I could yep, dig it. that's a good point. I so, just love how brutal that gun is. It's oh just very banished. It fits so well. The first time I found it in multiplayer, I was like, oh, shit. Multiplayer, it's so good. I love it in multiplayer. It's so good. Because it's an insta-kill, right? You don't need to hit him in the head. Just kills them. It also like destroys vehicles. Yeah. Like you yeah. hit a warthog with yeah. it, it's probably gonna explode. Yep. First time I picked up the skewer on multiplayer, I hit a warthog. I was driving by, all three of them blew up. It was Ooh. glorious. It's so satisfying. It's one of. It's probably my favorite new weapon to just Halo in general. Mm-hmm. When you think about what that thing does when you shoot it at a ground, it's like horrible. It's like, oh my god. Oh yeah, they're, they're, it's, they're, like they're, it's, they're, it's called the skewer for a reason. Yeah. There's nothing left. Yeah, exactly. Poor little guy. Well, the other thing is it's brutal, and I, and I love it in the way, the way that it feels, but it could be more brutal. Like, it could, you know, stick the enemies to the walls. It doesn't yeah. do I wish they I did that. Cool. I do wish they did that. Yeah, or like, even like sandwich multiple, like if they're standing back to back to back, like go through them all. Like I think that does. I think that does happen. Oh, it does do that. It might. I know the the sniper rifle does that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it might. If I can't remember. If you look at how the weapons built, the the actual like round, it's like very cylindrical, right? So like, if it would never catch the body, Ah. right? It would go straight through it. Oh, it wouldn't. Oh, like, you're right, Matt. Actually, it wouldn't yeah. pull. Yeah, because it doesn't have like an it arrow pull the body. at the end, the feathers at the end. Right. Yeah. It doesn't exactly. It doesn't have like a something to catch it, grab it. Yeah. You know, it just goes. But I'd rather see them stick to the wall, or at least like take an arm with it. Yeah. Right. Well, it's rated T for teen, T so for I teen don't now, think they yeah. can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah, ah damn video game ratings. <laughs> Make Halo M right. again. Yeah finally a cause to get behind <laughs> so we get the skewer pick that up if you want because you may need that later then you go up the gravity lift after you put the power seed in and then you get some more whispers these ones are a little bit different i'll read them quick it says all space all time the stars swelling collapsing ending serving their longer shorter use and then we also get it says the the yearning amply fed at last prepared to meet you I don't it's know very grave mind, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah, very. It is. I always thought that this was like, you know, this is rampant Cortana moments of like just whatever's popping off in her brain. Mm-hmm. She's just spouting out. Yeah, it is familiar. really nice how they mix in like 
pre-CE Cortana with uh, later on Cortana and just you kind of get a, a perfect meld of Cortana throughout the throughout the series. Yeah. yeah. Which is good for us lore nerds, but I'm, I can see how like a casual is like, what the hell is going on? Right? Yeah. To follow the story. Uh, here goes that whisper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Powerful moment coming up here. You reach the top of the lift and you get to this room where there are bodies everywhere grunts brutes mm-hmm. and bonita stone one of sad odst Taurus. music plays we just mentioned her in, in the last episode so she didn't make it she died here but you do get to bring her carry her forward with her shield upgrade <laughs> i love these this moment with the spartan where you know the weapon tells you information about them how they yeah. died you know all the good things that they did and chief almost has a little moment mm-hmm. which obviously means mm-hmm. like he was involved in at least the training or the creation or just being around these spartans he sees them as equals he doesn't see himself mm-hmm. as better than them even though he's a spartan too yeah. with different augmentations than these newer generations of spartans and i like that i like the idea that he might have known these I, yes uh, yeah he knew Griffin for sure. I am going to... So I want to talk about the upgrades here. And I realized in the last mission, I didn't talk about the upgrades for the grapple shot. And I wrote them down. So I'm going to talk about those quick first. So we haven't found They don't a really come into play here though, right? The upgrades. No, we haven't found a Spartan core yet. Uh, but I just, I just want to... Every time we encounter a new uh, equipment upgrade, I'm just going to talk about that as we encounter them in the missions. So... Um, back to grapple shot so you can upgrade those with spartan cores we haven't talked about those yet but they're little findable like i don't know points that you can accumulate and then spend to upgrade your equipment so for the grapple shot you uh, you get a base grapple shot and then you can upgrade it four different times so the first one is called the voltaic and that stuns an enemy and you spend one spartan core for that um the quick shot reduces the grapple shot cooldown by 40%. That costs two Spartan cores. Love that. That's upgrading the game. That's when you can all of a sudden like fly around like Spider-Man, right? When you when you upgrade that. Yeah. So much. that'll come into play once we get to the open world. The third upgrade is first strike, and that costs three Spartan points, and that delivers a powerful shock wave blast when you hold melee. And I think a lot of people don't. So when you grapple to someone, you know how you can grapple them and, and like it'll pull your body to them, which I don't know how that works with weight and physics and all that sort of stuff, but it does. Um, it pulls you to them. And if you don't do anything, it'll still melee them, right? Like when you yes. get right to them. Yeah, it automatically melee melees when you get Oh, does that? Oh, man, okay. Yeah. I thought yeah. I was one So that. in order to do the first strike upgrade, you need to hold down melee to then do this blast shockwave well, blast this is the new ground pound essentially uh, yes it's what it is it, like it even zooms out in the third person to show you doing it um mm-hmm. which is it's a cool animation and the yep. final upgrade it also it's is really neat yeah and then the final one is called reach fall which also costs three spartan points and it, it increases the damage and the radius of the shock blast so it'll stun enemies around whoever you're smacking so definitely smack up- upgrade that as you're playing um, grapple shot I, my first playthrough i upgraded the grapple shot like first and then yep. subsequent subsequent playthroughs i'm like maybe i'll do one of these other things and just see how shields. that works <laughs> shields and grapple shot yeah, yeah yep 
shields and grapple. So in shields, you don't have to activate it all. That's a thing. So you get this shield core from uh, beneath a stone, and it and it you don't do anything to it. It just upgrades your shield. It makes it so you can absorb more yeah. more damage. So the first upgrade is just I don't know if it actually upgrades your shield or not, but it it, it more or less allows you to upgrade your shield. So the first upgrade is called Fortress. It costs one Spartan core. It increases your shield capacity by 15%. The rest of the upgrades also do the same thing. It's just 50%, 15%, 15%. So the first one's called Fortress. The second one is Bastille, and that's two Spartan points. The third one is Redoubt, which costs three. And the fourth one is Citadel, which costs three. I love those naming conventions, by the way. Super cool. Quick, quick question, though. Did you guys notice much of a difference in your shield strength? Not really. <laughs> it didn't feel like it. Yeah. Only in Legendary, yeah. when I noticed that I wasn't getting insta-killed okay. by certain weapons, I noticed that, like, oh, I survived okay. with maybe one piece of health left or whatever. And that's the only time I ever noticed a difference. Not in, like, my normal playthrough at all. Because There was some times where, I, like, later on I'd have all the shields and I'd still feel like, I was killed very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I think well, I think just the the thing that knocks all your shields will always knock all your shields, regardless of the amount of shield you have. So like there are things Good that point. just take your shield out in one hit and like it doesn't matter the amount that you have. Do you know what I mean? So like it's it depends really on, on what way you're taking damage. Right. Okay. So we have our shield upgrade, and now we're ready for the boss fight. So we get to this big room where there is an elevator. The weapon comments on this elevator on, on how to get out of here. And then we have a ton of brutes, or excuse me, a ton of jackals, a ton of grunts. They're all in this room. Um, there, you, you really need to, to work on clearing these out. Crystal, you want to talk about this room and, and your, your approach here? Was this part frustrating for you at all, or did you blaze through it? Uh, this is the room with the elevator. Yeah, like you're you're starting at the beginning door, and you have to work your way up to the elevator. You have to go get the power seeds eventually. Oh, I hate the power seeds. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't super frustrating. It was just you know, it's, it's kind of corridory. It's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of enemies. A lot but... of jackals. Yeah, the jackals. I mean, with the sidekick though, the jackals aren't too bad. Even the Mauler's not bad to dispatch them. I remember at one point I ran out of ammo on everything, so I had to pick up the uh, the Covenant. It's not the carbine. Disruptor. What it is. No, it's the oh. blue one. Oh, the the um, plasma plasma carbine is that what it's called for? Um... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I know you're that thing. Yeah, I grabbed that. That was fun. It, it works way better in uh, this than uh, multiplayer. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like we yeah, said it actually takes down shields pretty well. Yeah, I was having yeah. some luck with it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, no, I, I, I didn't find anything particularly difficult about this. It was just kind of part of the level, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's just a lot. There was a lot here for me. So you can you can actually just skirt ahead, and you know the grunts kind of trot, plot along. And if you can, I'm sure on legendary you have to take everybody out, um, because of the jackal snipers, they'll just one shot you. But you can just skirt onto the left side of the of the room. And then you can get all the way down, like past the elevator, and there's a door, there's an opening, and that's where you can go. You, well, you have to go down here to get a power seed, but then you you reach this giant room with a ton of silexes. It's not just the human silexes that you've seen before. It's a little bit of everything, which is super cool. So you have this giant room where you can um, you see everything. There actually is one, um, at least that I know of, one. Um, 
a little surprise Silex, I guess. One Easter egg. Did, have you guys seen this one? The the little rat one? No. <laughs> yeah, there. So I put a link in the notes if you want to link it. Um, and Unishek called him Peanut the Space Gopher. <laughs> no, it's obviously Halo 3 rat. Come on. But it, it looks like a little a little rat figure. Um, so if you look mm, around the room, that's it's, cool. I didn't know that. That's cool. Elites, it's um, you know humans, it's it's grunts, it's everything. But then there's this this one off to the side that's funny. So I love that they did that. Just a quick observation about the prior room before you get the mm-hmm. seed. Did it remind anyone of Delta Halo? That one room where the like the walls slant in. It's just that yeah. this little area just kind of reminded me of, of the architecture within Delta Halo, and I thought that was a nice little callback. There's back. a lot of Halo 2 in this game from an architecture yeah, standpoint. I thought it was cool. So right next to the power seat in this room with all the Silexes, there is another audio log, and so that's the prisoner number one. Again, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So go grab that. Um, so you bring the power seat back up to the room. Hopefully you've cleared out all of the enemies. Before you do that, though... David, you found something interesting here too, didn't you, on the other side of the room? Uh, I sure did. Like, before you plug in the power seed, if you go directly behind the console, there's another door that brings you into another room. And there's only one Silex in this room, and it's massive. And it has a fucked up shape on it. And the Silex is, like, surrounded by shields and stuff, so it very much looks like they don't want to activate it. Uh, It's really crazy looking. I was thinking, is it Forerunner? No, sorry, is it Precursor or is it Flood? It looks like a big-ass infection form. Yep. It's all weird tentacly mm. and stuff. So, I don't know. I was bouncing between the two, but uh, it looks really cool. I love how there's just one. It's massive. It's on clearly locked down. Um, it's pretty cool. Worth a look. No, yep. um, so, what what door do you go through to get um, to that? It's the opposite side. In the... In the Right where you put the power seat in, where you're about to push the button to call yep. down the lift, if you turn directly behind you, there's another door down there. Um, um, if you head that direction, you should. It should it's not that. It's not hard to find. It's just like another forerunner door on the opposite side of that room. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay cool, cool. And I, you probably, I don't know if you can access it after the boss fight that's coming up. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but best if you want to go see it, best to do it before you activate the boss. Um, okay, so. Uh, okay, so I, I just saw it. I'm watching Ian's playthrough, and he went and mm-hmm. looked. Oh, Isn't nice. That's it's a sick. super fun Easter egg. And it's you know it's not super hidden. It's there. But it's something. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Turn. It looks like a, an infection form to me. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah, big giant infection form. They've been feeding that thing. All right, let's bring it home here. So we have the power seed. You put it in. And then we kind of we activate a cutscene. The weapon is like, "Hey, look, it's it's active! Oh, something's coming down!" And she's she she's in her naivete. She says, "Oh, maybe somebody's coming down to help us. Maybe it's friendly." Chief knows it's not. I like that. It's not. Certainly. It isn't. He says. <laughs> and then you have Tremonius, and he's Don't jacked up on cocaine, and he's ready to go. <laughs> And he taunts you that a little bit. That boy loves his coke. <laughs> He's ready to fight you. And he says, Eshram's told me to come and, you know, get you. He didn't say in how many pieces. Let's go. Um, David, do you want to take us through your your experience on this fight? Yeah. Fuck Legendary. 
God damn. <laughs> this boss is really... He's one of the t- actually the toughest bosses I've faced so far on Legendary is this guy. Um, really? Yeah, it's a huge kind of um, difficulty spike. It's probably, right? It's, pro- it's, it's that too, and like... There's not great weapons in the environment, so like definitely plan before, because um, certain areas are blocked off to you now. Um, the, bring your skewer. Bring the skewer, I yes. would say. Pick up yes. a carbine to knock down his shields. There's, a f- There's some cores around. I think the key is to take out the jackals straight away. Um, they both have maulers, mm-hmm. and they will they will snipe you. They will kill you pretty quickly. Um, he's just on a jetpack, and he shoots a hydra, so they... I don't they might almost track you but he's very accurate with it he'll lob grenades and stuff like that and he'll bounce around he'll do a, essentially a spartan charge or like a he will fly up into the sky and charge down and smash the ground he'll do like a ground, ground pound that's the word he will ground pound you um on the higher difficulties that's an insta kill so like you need to be careful um the grapple hook is good for like pulling coils towards you and weapons and stuff off racks um there's a few things around to do that uh, but like I said, take out the jackals first. There's an underground area that you can kind of go down a little loop. Um, this was really important for a legendary. I managed to pull him down there and snipe him from across the way. And mm. that was really useful um, for that kind of stuff. Um, I don't really know what else is there. It's a standard fight, pretty much. Your first boss fight in Halo, in Halo with a help bar in a long yeah, time. So bar. like, uh, I appreciate the help bar. His shield will restore itself, so be careful. Keep up the pressure. That really sucks. All the bosses will if you leave them alone for too long. That shield will restore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it now? Is it? I've never let it get like restore several times. But does it restore every time, or does it yeah. sometimes come back to half? No, I've always noticed it go up full. Mm-hmm. Like when I see it going up, I try to pop a shot, a shot off to to stop yeah. it. You know. Yeah. And it's int- well. We'll talk about this later, I guess. Yeah. Each boss fight is a little different, so this is your first yep. taste. Not all bosses are created That's equal. Chris, right. <laughs> any other thoughts to... to oh, I love this fight. I definitely skewered the shit out of him the first yeah. time. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to kill this guy with the skewer. That sounds great. Did the jackals give you problems? They My first time. I always did. take them out first, like yeah. David said. I always I always kill them with whatever my second hand weapon is. And then I focus skewer, skewer uh, fire on... Uh, our, our friend Tremodius. Mm-hmm. Matt, anything to add? Uh, I, do, I haven't played this legendary because I actually still want to like this game. <laughs> uh, but uh, on the, I only played normal. But on that, it was it was pretty easy. I mean, I'm not the. I'm obviously you guys know I'm not the best player, but it was it was pretty easy. I, I think once you once you focus on knocking his shields down, it's it's pretty. Yeah, Standard. you just run around, grapple shot around. Yeah, just don't yeah, get next to him. The grapple shot is great. The grapple shot is great. I've been like spamming that to just like as I'm screaming as I'm running <laughs> away. <laughs> All right, so we defeat him, and the you know you win. You win the first boss fight. The weapon says you are right. He wasn't friendly, <laughs> <laughs> which is a fun, I guess. Then you go up the elevator and. The, the game continues, but that's the end of the mission because when you get to the top of the elevator, that's when it set, tells you you're starting a new mission up there. So we are we are done. Completed. New we made mission. it. We did it. Foundation is complete. All right, we're going to go around the room really quick and talk about rating the mission. Matt, I'll start with you again. Hmm. I'll go with... 
Gee. I'll go with eight. I think I'll, I'll stick with in an eight. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I think it had a lot of uh, good little mystery boxes set up. Um, really nice callbacks to the to the past. That really nice cutscene with Cortana, uh, and then a, a pretty pretty engaging uh, boss fight. So yeah, I'll go. I'll go eight. Yeah, the boss fight breaks up a bit. Krista. I agree with 8. I think the game is still trying to set up a lot of stuff. It's still kind of tutorially. It is obviously trying to set up a lot of the story elements and characters and stuff like that. But it's it's a solid mission, definitely. David? Uh, I agree, 8. I liked the story. I liked the gameplay. It has to do a lot. And I think it does it well to set up this game by itself. I mean, we can talk later about like the fact that it just glosses over a whole bunch of stuff that it never talks about and um, previous stories storylines and stuff like that from previous games but uh, it does it does well to set this game up by itself as a standalone thing um which which is as it turns out actually a pretty great halo game so yeah um, i'll go with an eight yeah i think i'm i'm there too the the encounters before the very end of the the game like the, this last room before the boss fight and the boss fight itself are difficult encounter so i think that brings it up and then there there's a lot of story that's being told um you know the way that the level is designed and the way it looks i think is, is good so i don't know if i can go nine because it's still more on the basic side of things but let's give this an eight so eight's across so this is a contender for one of the better missions in halo which is great nice all right let us do we do trivia now do is there anything does halo zero Nothing. Move on from trivia. <laughs> well, I guess well, we, like we talked about the them. Um, they're not in Halo PD yet, but like obviously those the silexes and stuff like that, they're bits of trivia, hidden, hidden, trivia. hidden things. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah, we touched on it. Nice. Okay, let's do some audio logs. Take it away, Matt. All right. So the uh, next UNSC audio log that we have is The Question. Mm. Uh, Catherine Elizabeth Halsey, October 7th, 2559. Blue team must return to Reach, siblings returning home. I have many regrets, but those four, with all they have accomplished, both together and as individuals, will never be one of them. I think Chief has more individual accomplishments <laughs> than all of it together. But... Goodbye. That word has stayed with me. It has been nearly four months since Cortana's attack. Since that day, we have been constantly moving, trying to stay one step ahead of her. Any plan we make is risky, to say the least. This one... Goodbye. She needs to be destroyed. As I say these words out loud, as I formulate the plan, I have one question. Can John do this? Can I, can we all rely on him to do what is needed? To kill his friend? We're coming up on reach, Dr. Halsey. And blue team? Ready. You coming to say goodbye? No. Tell Master Chief to report to me when he has completed his mission. Dun, dun, dun. But that's a good goodbye. One. That's interesting. Yeah. I think it's going off of the uh, goodbye, John. Mm-hmm. Which we, you know, everyone forgot John's name. <laughs> <laughs> and this will, so real quick. So that one, Perseer, is, is um, 
after those are recovered files. So we, we listened to the plan last episode. Then this is the question. This one is a day after. And again, they're outside of reach and they're going to do the thing in the book. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Next one, we have Eshram's testimony. This is number two, Silex. Uh, this one does not have any date as per Eshram's testimonies, his diary log. So they so this ties in with the Silexes, but they it talks about how Atriox knew something specific about a Silex. It also seems that Atriox was pretty anti Forerunner as well. Yeah, good point. Which is interesting, and I guess that's why um, he was also anti Covenant because the Covenant really loved the Forerunners. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up, let me find Prisoner. something these are so clearly these are all great they still need people yeah yeah well i think they did a good job you know listening to these now after playing the mission and giving in like doing the analysis of the mission which you don't necessarily get when you're just playing it right you're like oh i unlocked something i'm gonna go listen to this like when i'm you know four or five hours ahead right um but if you listen to them in the moment and knowing just what you did in foundation with the silexes like this all this stuff kind of ties together right it, it's nice how it, it complements the yeah. mission yeah yep absolutely i mean play the game correctly unlike oren who <laughs> didn't bother listening to a single audio file until after. what <laughs> yeah that crazy Whoa. son of a bitch didn't listen to any of them didn't even know he could play them in real time what a fool! What a fool! This guy. <laughs> oh no! I never really like went out and hunted out of my way, but if it was right on the path and I bumped into it, I'm like, oh, I'll listen. Oh, to I it. did. I became Always. obsessed because I needed to find out more. Because this game tells you nothing, so I was like, give me mm-hmm. the answers. Um. So, so th- these yeah. are great though. These are all great individually. Um, really good ones. It'd be really nice if someone like linked this all into a podcast so that you could listen to all the audio logs in order just while you're just doing your daily mm. day. Thing. Mm. 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 Ian. <laughs> <laughs> all 
All right, let's do community, and then we'll get out of here. Chris, are you ready in Discord? Hell yeah. All right, Colin Perkins, yesterday at 8.59 p.m., what pose or shape would you be on the outside of your silex? Parentheses, question for mission debrief, colon, Halo Infinite, dash, foundation mission, close parentheses. Colin says, sorry, batch recording two episodes tomorrow. I didn't plan ahead. <laughs> Answer both, <Damn> please. <laughs> you should have deleted it, Colin. Uh, Edit it out in post. <laughs> Matt says, uh, my silhouette would be a corpse pose. Uh, Chad Smith dad says his his pose would be a fetal position <laughs> Elson says his would be a face palm position too many times I've had to do it recently uh, Toki McPot says my pose would be, be would be me bending over and away from the view as to show my buttocks with my head turned around and <laughs> I finger slightly pulling down on my lower lip <laughs> oh my god uh and that's it those are the ones all right i think facebook had a couple more this time yeah we got a few in there so on facebook colin perkins admin 17 hours ago as of recording Ooh. what pose or shape would be on the outside of your silex question mark open bracket question permission debrief hello infinite foundation mission close bracket a lovely picture of the human silex so we got 11 comments here everybody so we're doing pretty good Manny Batista, once again, same shape of all of the early 21st century, eating a hamburger with a healthy belly shape. Good man. Uh, Rico has the picture of a wrestler I don't immediately recognize, but it's pretty dope pose. Anyone know who that wrestler is? I'm not sure. Uh, arms spread eagled, looking up like a Greek goddess. Pretty good. Yeah, he's got his uh, arms uh, yeah, uh, yeah. stretched out, just like, yeah, bring it on. Uh, Lucas says either the hand solo pose after he's frozen in carbonite. That's pretty good. Yes. Or it would look like I'm doing the sprinkler dance. <laughs> That's Hell good. yeah. Chuck says downward tea bag. Standard halo. Uh, Matthew, I would like to say doggy style or reverse cowgirl, but in space, they're the same damn thing. Well done, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's my amazing. god. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Alexander has a Grinch gift doing a saucy pose. It's pretty good. Uh, hand on hip, if you will. Alex, uh, sorry, Axel has even an eternal rest. I would love to flip everyone off. Uh, Dave Ooh. says, if it's going to be my pose forever, then it's going to have to be me walking the dog in the nip. <laughs> okay. uh, Tanner says, this one is easy. Yes, it's a JoJo reference. So this Hell is from... Yeah. If someone knows who that is, they'll know what that JoJo's is. JoJo's Bizarre too. Adventure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Aldrin says, either one of these, which is a shark plush hugging him, and the other one of the shark eating him. It's pretty hilarious. That's <laughs> uh, pretty good. And Ray finally says, like, a Michael Jackson kind of, like, kicking his foot up gif. Mm. It's pretty good. Mm. Those are good ones. I think I do the thinker pose. <laughs> mm, nice. All right, that will do it for our debriefing of the Foundation mission from Halo Infinite. On the next on the next episode, we'll be covering Outpost Tremonius, the guy we just killed. What? Send us your thoughts. Sorry, Tremonius. To podcastevolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet. Podcast Evolved on Twitter. You can also support the show by visiting Podcast Evolved on Patreon. Until next time. 
evolved. 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 <laughs>